Welcome to another episode of More Happy Life, the podcast that will teach you how to trigger upward spirals of health and happiness in your life. I'm Andy Proctor, a happiness activist whose goal is to make your life more happy with science-backed strategies and powerful interviews. If you enjoy this episode, share it and let me know by tapping the stars in the reviews. All right, welcome to another episode of More Happy Life. You guys, it's so good to have your ears, and I am excited. Today is a really cool episode. I didn't interview anybody amazing. I didn't, uh, uh, like last week, if you haven't heard it last week, oh, you've got to go, you've got to go listen to it. Um, I interviewed an Olympian, uh, Jared Ward, from who who ran in the the Rio 2016 Rio Olympics as a marathoner. He was he was a um he got 6th in the world, guys. He was, it was amazing. So it was really cool to talk to him about how he used um or you know how how he applies positive psychology to being one of the world's literally one of the world's best marathon runners. So, I mean, we always use marathons as kind of an analogy for, you know, life, right? So how do you, how do you, how do you, uh, uh, have a good life? Um, and how do you apply, uh, these, uh, these marathon Olympic mindsets to life? And he had some just such good, uh, (laughs) great insights about that. So if you haven't listened to it already, go back, check it out. Episode 66, um, on how to apply, Olympic mindsets to your life from an Olympic marathoner, Jared Ward. So check it out if you haven't already. Uh, for this week, we are going to be talking about, if you haven't already, you've obviously have listened to or seen the title of this episode, which is How to Live to Be 99, <laughs> backed by my grandma and by science. So Super exciting, really excited to get going with this episode, but before we do so, um, please uh, enjoy this quick little uh, segment from uh, one of you wonderful listeners, Kelly. She called in uh, and uh, talked about a, an episode in the past where we I was uh, talking about what went well and the power of what went well. If you haven't seen that episode go back code check that one out as well it's a really good one super powerful strategy for improving your happiness and well-being and it actually has a little bit to do with today's episode of how to live longer backed by science and my grandma so before anything else let's hear that call in from kelly Hey there, um, this is Kelly McRae from Common Sense with Kelly. And I just wanted to share with you that I am a resident joy junkie. So I really enjoyed your three steps or three things that you could do for happiness. I um, start my day with a gratitude meditation. So I really like the thought of ending the day with what went well. That was amazing. But I will tell you that so far today, I have not been hit by any cars. (laughs) So that really made me laugh, but I enjoyed the episode. So I felt that I would call in and say kudos to you. Thanks for sharing it. I really enjoyed it. Have a good evening. 
And thank you, Kelly, for that call. And it was really, really kind of you. And I'm so glad that you're applying that into your life as well. If you guys haven't already tried the strategy of what went well, go try it out. Check it out. Uh, see if uh, see if it works for you as well. And if nothing else, you can be grateful for and know that at the end of the day, you didn't get hit by a car, right? <laughs> like Kelly said, um, that's always something to be grateful for. I mean, what are the odds, right? If you're out driving or if you're out walking, I mean, I walk to work every day and I cross some major intersections and some crosswalks where they're supposed to stop for pedestrians, but not all of them do. So I am definitely grateful that I don't get hit by cars every day. So, uh, Anyways, so that I am grateful for Kelly. If you haven't seen her, uh, checked out her podcast. I I believe it's called Common Sense with Kelly. Check it out. Um, and uh, but yeah, I want to jump right into today's uh, episode. And if you guys have any questions or comments or anything like that, please check it out or check out Anchor. Go to the Anchor app. It's free and and upload uh, or you know just download the uh, the app. And I would love to have you call in and just say hello. Um, I would totally include you in the episode. In the episode, if you have a great question or if you have you know something that you'd like to uh, add or you know any comments that you have about uh, the episodes that I upload here to this more happy life podcast so love to hear from you and without further ado i'm going to just jump right into talking about some of these amazing strategies um well first actually first of all first of all i just have to tell you my grandma my grandma is amazing so um you know when she turned 90 i gave her this uh this uh really cool Oh, well, I think it was cool. I think she thought it was cool too, actually. Uh, but I gave her this this um, this paper, this note that I'd written for her, of basically ninety reasons why I love her, and think she's an amazing person. And I today I she turned ninety nine, and today I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm gonna do nine more. So I. I uh, I added nine to that, and in those nine years, a lot of things have happened. Um, I was divorced. I was remarried. I went on an amazing honeymoon with my wife. Been now married to her for almost five years, um, and uh, you know, just so much has happened. Um, you know, had started businesses. This is just my life, but things that I've done with my grandma. You know, she's been super supportive uh through all of that uh she came to both weddings <laughs> so uh anyways so i just i love her so much and man if you have if there are people in your life that are elderly whether they're in your family in your neighborhood your community your church your work whoever like wherever they are you know they have some amazing wisdom to share with you i was thinking about it and you know, just thinking back, like 2018, she was born in 19, uh, 1919. So 2019, she'll be 100 years old. I, I am fully confident that she'll make it to the, to 100, probably over 100. Um, but uh, but yeah, like she has lived through how many? Um, I wrote all this down once, and I don't have it right here in front of me. But she's lived through so many different presidents of the United States, um, you know, the 
the race to the moon, the, I mean, all these, the, the Great Depression, um, two world wars, um, all, I mean, you know, and not just that, like all the other wars, September 11th, like Martin Luther King Jr., like, all, you know, all these just amazing uh, changes in the world, in America, in, you know, I don't know. She just has so much, so much wisdom, so much wisdom to share across all these changes. And she's still very lucid and, you know, just, I mean, today we we just went over and had soup and chatted about life. <laughs> so, so first of all, take advantage of, or, you know, don't take for granted your, the elderly people in your life. Um, they might teach you something that will change your life forever. Uh, I know my grandma has definitely taught me things that have changed my life forever. So, and by the way, if you want to check it out today, I actually posted, I'm, um, I'm actually, I'm about to post, uh, a little bit about that relationship with my grandma on Instagram. So if you, if you're ever not, if you're not following me on Instagram, just go check it out at more happy life. Um, and if you want to see a beautiful, cute picture of me and her <laughs> laughing her heads off today on her 99th birthday, uh, don't hesitate to go check it out. And, um, yeah, so without now, now that I've said that, uh, just get the personal stuff out of the way, but it's amazing too. Um, I'm actually going to go through some of these things that research says that actually helps you to live longer. And um, some of them I'm going to be like, well, hmm, my grandma does that. Yep. Or uh, she doesn't do that. Um, but it's kind of interesting, right? So she's she's living proof of, you know, living that, I mean, she's 99 years old. She's now in her 100th year. Today's the first day of her 100th year, her centennial year. I don't know if they call it the golden year. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, here are the things that, um, that science shows, right? Research. So this, uh, I'm, I'm going to share research from both Dan Buettner, who was um, the researcher behind the National Geographic's research called Blue Zones, right? If, you've, if you haven't seen that, check it out. Uh, Google it. Um, search for it on TED.com or YouTube.com. <clears throat> really powerful research, really cool stuff from Dan uh, Buettner. And um, so uh, in the next segment, I will talk about these nine things. All right, so Dan Buettner's research talks about the blue zones, right? The, the, the zones, the places on earth where, uh, you know, in his, his first book's called The Blue Zones, Lessons for Living Longer from the People Who've Lived the Longest. So he basically describes factors shared by the world's <clears throat> longest living people, or he calls them longevity champions. Um, and he calls these nine different things that they do in common his power nine, uh, kind of a cross-cultural, um, you know, conglomeration of best practices from all these people who live the longest. All of them are over 100 years old, and they're extremely healthy, you know, living into their hundreds. Uh, it's amazing. So um, let's just jump right in. So the first one, he says, is move naturally. So um, move naturally. And he says that they the people who, you know, live the longest, they don't actually, you know, join gyms or run marathons or like, you know, go pump iron or whatever. They just uh, live in environments that 
constantly nudge them into moving just naturally, right? Whether it's that they have to hike or go, you know, to go get the water or uh, go to the market, you know, and and haul back stuff from the market. Um, They have gardens and, you know, they don't have these mechanical conveniences uh, for yard work or housework. Um, And, you know, whenever they go to work or to a friend's house or church or wherever, they, they just walk. Uh, so it's these cultures and these neighborhoods or whatever that, that basically just are the environment in which they just move naturally. So that's, uh, you know, and, and it's not like it's a bad thing to uh, kind of make that uh, into something that you, you, you know, you kind of try to imitate uh, where you do have the modern conveniences. But hey, you know, I just read a book um, by... Uh, Ben Hardy called willpower doesn't work and he talks about how environment I mean environment is the number one predictor of our behavior Uh, at least that's what his book talks about so uh, that's the first thing so let's uh, move on to the next one all right the second one is purpose okay so um, in Okinawa Japan they call this ikigai or kind of your purpose or your reason for living in uh, in uh, Costa Rica they call it um, plan de vida, right? The plan of life. Um, and it's basically, you know, both of these translate to why you wake up in the morning. They have some sort of sense of purpose within life, right? Not just like a overall purpose of life, why we exist here, but like their, their personal mission, their personal purpose of why do they wake up in the morning? And each each of these blue zones of these people who were living the longest had these uh, these purposes uh, in their life. And research shows this this research shows that um, knowing this kind of sense of purpose, your ikigai or your plan de vida or whatever it is, right for you in your your culture, um, but like your purpose, your personal mission, this is worth up to seven years of extra life expectancy if you have one of those. So if you don't know what your purpose is in life. Um, I actually have a, a podcast where I where I teach about that, and I um, I I think it's really important. Uh, so go check that out uh, if you haven't if you haven't listened to it already. It's really important to find that right. What is your purpose? What is your purpose in this life? Not just what is the purpose of life, right? For people in general, uh, but like what is your what is your purpose within this existence like you you have a mission you have a purpose you have something that you came here to do that the world you know will if you do it be a better place and so you know figure figure what that figure out what that is because it might just add i mean the science says that it will add seven years up to seven years of extra life to your life and why not have a life that is longer that is full of purpose so that is the second thing. All right, so the third thing he calls downshift, right? And uh, it's basically where, you know, so in our bodies, what bas- what starts to put you into this, um, and I'll talk about this a little bit more in the next one, uh, in the next uh, researcher's um, uh in the next book that I'm going to kind of talk about, so uh, about telomeres. But what happens is our body um, with chronic inflammation, we it, the chronic inflammation is basically associated with every major age-related disease. So the people who live the longest are people who 
do things that will decrease inflammation. Um, and stress is something that, uh, that leads to inflammation, right? And specifically chronic inflammation. So um, if you can do something, ritualize on a daily basis, every single day, something that will help you to kind of take a few moments to remember to slow down. Uh, today I posted on Instagram uh, earlier, or maybe it was yesterday, about, you know, take your time. Like, plants take time to grow, right? You can't just, like, all of a sudden, uh, you know, have a plant grow if you just plant it. Like, uh, the best things that in, in life take time um, for them to actually grow. And so why not us, right? Sometimes it takes time for us to grow as well. So don't expect yourself to grow extremely quickly, Take your time. Slow down. Um, all the people, all the people that live the longest in in this world, take time to slow down. Whether it's for, you know, time to pray or time to remember their ancestors or uh, time to take a nap, right? Or time for uh, like the Sardinians uh, or Sardinians, they do a happy hour. You know, whatever it is for you to to just take that time to de-stress and slow down and take care of yourself. That's the third thing. Number 4, so the number fourth the fourth thing is the 80% rule is what he calls it or in the Jap- Japanese language harahachibu. Um and that is basically this 2500-year-old Confucian mantra spoken before meals on Okinawa that reminds people to stop eating when their stomachs are about 80% full. Okay, so this 20% um, gap between not being hungry and kind of feeling, um, you know, full is it could be the difference between losing weight and gaining it and it's also you know something that decreases this allostatic load and it it, you know makes it doesn't have such a a harsh load on your digestive system so it's you know it's stopping 80 when your stomachs feel 80 percent full um stopping eating okay so that's something that and and it also um talked about how these people in these blue zones they eat their smallest meal in the late afternoon or early evening you know in america culturally i guess um at least where we live in america (laughs) in utah uh you know the biggest meal is the one at the end of the day right which isn't necessarily horrible i mean my my grandma who's 99 she she ate that meal every single day and you know here she is um but but yeah like this uh most people in all these blue zones would eat their smallest meal in the end of end of the day um and then they don't eat any more the rest of the day uh this is this is like the chileans whenever i lived in chile uh you know almost uh gosh almost 20 uh 15 years ago 16 years uh 13 years ago um i you know they 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 eat a small little once, you know, uh, towards the evening, and they don't eat anything the rest of the day. Uh, but almuerzo, you know, the big the lunch is huge. Um, so it's just a different way of metabolism, right? But it's, you know, the research shows that it's pretty healthy. Uh, so that's the fourth thing. And the fifth thing he talks about is what he calls plant slant, okay? So basically, people who live the longest... Um, in all these different blue zones, they don't really eat meat. They eat meat, mostly pork, um, uh, you know, is eaten on average 
maybe five times per month total. And in each of those times, the serving um, is about three to four ounces uh, or about the size of a deck of cards, right? So that's not a ton of meat. Uh, and and that's, uh, you know, they mostly eat beans, um, like black beans, soybeans, lentils, um, fava beans, whatever, like all these different types of kind of uh, plant-based diets are what they basically eat. And, um, you know, that's, that's apparently helping these people to, well, whether it's helping them to live longer or not, they, they have those diets. All the people that live the longest have those diets. So, you know, if you like beans, <laughs> go ahead and slant your diet towards the plants. The sixth thing he says is wine at five. That's what he talks. That's what he calls it. And um, people in all these blue zones, um, you know, they actually drink alcohol moderately and regularly. And moderate drinkers outlive non-drinkers. Apparently, this shows his research. Uh, and he says that the trick is to drink one to two glasses per day with friends and and or with food. Um, and he says it's not actually as healthy to <laughs> save up all week and have 14 drinks on Saturday. So don't, don't do that. Uh, but, but, you know, and, and, you know, you don't actually have to either if you're a non-drinker. Um, hey, my grandma didn't drink a lick of alcohol her entire life and she is 99. So, you know, a ton of people don't drink. You can still get some of the same benefits. Uh, the research shows from even just grape juice. Uh, so if you're not an alcoholic or alcoholic, if you don't drink alcohol, <laughs> uh, then, uh, you know, don't, then don't drink and you can still get the same benefits it's from um you know from drinking the same things that uh the help with with what wine helps with so um i, I on this one I, i'd be willing to debate because it's uh, it's almost like is it the community is it the is it the ritual of doing it with friends that brings this positive emotion that helps boost and de- decrease inflammation and boost um these kind of feelings uh, and you know maybe even oxytocin and all those things, or is it uh, or is it the actual wine itself? Right, uh, that's that's a question that I have as well. Um, I'm a non-drinker myself, um, and my grandma who's 99 never drank either. Either so, anyways, on to number seven. Okay, so number seven is belong. Okay, so um, he interviewed 263 centenarians. And um, all but five of these belonged to some sort of a faith-based community. Uh, denomination didn't really seem to matter in this kind of which faith it was, but research shows that attending faith-based services four times per month will add four to 14 years of life expectancy. Uh, so up to four, almost up to 14 years of life expectancy you can get from just going to church or going to, you know, going to some sort of faith-based service four times a month. Um, is it the community? Is it feeling that belonging? I think so. I think it's that sense of feeling like you're a part of something bigger than yourself. All these, uh, centenarians were, were a part of that, right? That's, that's, that's a big part of it. And, um, and so, you know, uh, check it out, check out where, you know, go to a church near you, find a, find a community to belong to, right? Make sure, uh, and, and, and specifically these, these, all, all of these people were a part of a faith-based community. So that's really interesting. 
Uh, so make sure you feel like you belong to something that's bigger than yourself. Really, really belong to it. You know, there's a big uh, part of um, another book I was reading on meaning. That's one of the four pillars of meaning is is belonging, right? Belonging to something bigger than yourself. So my I could talk for a long time about this, um, about my grandma, right, who's 99. She definitely definitely feels like she belongs to something bigger than herself. Uh, she's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, just like these other centenarians are a part of a faith-based community. Same with same with her, right? She was very active. She goes multiple multiple times a week, actually, to to uh, participate, at least when health, you know, allows her to, to participate in these, these uh, kind of uh, services and, and, and service-oriented things. She goes and serves in the temple, uh, I believe she still does it once a week, um, and then she goes to church on Sundays. So it's it's something that is a part of her life. It's woven in. So uh, really, really cool uh, how much community, how much you can feel like you belong when you're a part of these faith-based communities. So, uh, you know, it may be nerve-wracking or something, but, you know, give it a try. Go check it out, and, um, you know, make sure you feel like you belong to something that's bigger than you. Okay, so number eight is loved ones first is what he says. So these people who lived longest, right, the, the centenarians in these blue zones always put their families first. And this is something I definitely know about my grandma. She makes other people's lives her business and specifically her family. Um, every time anybody, right, I, I lived with her for I think a year uh, over over the course of my last, gosh, 10, 15 years, um, you know, whether it was between uh, semesters at college or, you know, after some big event or during transition or whatever it was, right, uh, she always opened her door. And I always, uh, even when she was like in her in her 90s, she was like, um, you know, early 90s, uh, she was making me breakfast before I went to work, you know, and things like that. I didn't ask her to, but she just liked doing it. And, um, and you know, that was something for us that I think was really special um, between she and I. But also, um, you know, she always makes time for family. And she always goes to people's graduations and to people's events or, you know, baptisms or, uh, you know, whatever the event is, whether it's in church or academics or in your work or whatever, if you ask her to be there, She's always been there, and it's amazing um, how much she puts her family first, and it it shows. Uh, so that's definitely something that is not only backed by the research of, um, you know, of of uh, Dan Butner and, and National Geographic Blue Zones research, but also by my grandma, who's ninety nine years old. Um, so whether it's family or you know loved ones, people in your life, put put those people first, make them a priority and show them that you really, really care. Close relationships, 75 year studies, uh, at, well, over 75 years now, it's the longest running study um, that I know about uh, at Harvard is shows the number one predictor of health and happiness is your close relationships. So it's huge, which leads to the ninth Number nine, number nine. So number nine is the right tribe. So these people who have lived the longest in their lives, they uh, 
have always seemed to find some sort of tribe, right? They're in these, uh, they choose or they were born into these kind of social circles that support healthy behaviors. So in Okinawa, they create this thing called the Moai. Uh, that's spelled M-O-A-I. And they basically are a group of five friends that commit to each other for life. Think about that, right? They commit to each other early on in life for life. And these aren't just family. These are friends, right? This isn't family. This is a, a group of five friends. And, um, you know, it's, it's amazing that they, they can do that. Um, they find this tribe. Uh, research shows that, that smoking, obesity, happiness, and even loneliness are contagious. So if you can find the right tribe, you will pick up on the things that those people do. And, um, you know, in contrast to those things, the social networks of long-lived people favorably shape their health behaviors. Okay, so, you know, if you know people who live long, go hang out with them. <laughs> go, come, come hang out with me and my grandma. Um, and uh, she would love it. She, she totally would have you over for lunch. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, that's... Those are some some amazing things, and and just a quick comment on that with my with my grandma. She she um, until maybe a few years ago, when the last of these people actually <laughs> passed away, <laughs> um, she went to this group called oh, I'm blanking out on what it's called right now, but it was this kind of club thing, right? That she was just a part of, and they would they just got together every without fail every single month they would get together and it was this ritual dinner not a ritual dinner but it was it was a dinner that was like ritual every it was very consistent and they were loyal to each other right since graduate school they started in graduate school like over 50 years ago and they had every single month always 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 dined together and stuck together you know kept kept in that same tribe um, there's so many powerful ways to do this in your life. Find a tribe, create a tribe, make that tribe something that you commit to and, and be a part of that, um, that tribe in your life that can add many years to your life as well. So those are the nine things from Dan Butner. Okay. So if you're, if you're curious about that, you can look at his, his other book, the blue zone solution. Um, this book that I was just reading from is the blue zones of happiness lessons from the world's happiness people. Um, and now I want to talk a teeny bit more. Um, and I mean, you just got nine things. That was amazing, right? You go check those out. I'm going to, I'm going to list those out on, on the website. If you haven't looked at the website already, it's uh, morehappylife.co. Um, check it out. It's launched. It's live. It's awesome. Go go look at the blog. Go look at the um, the free stuff. I've got a free morning routine you can you can look at. Download for free. Uh, just shoot uh, put your email in there. And I'll I'll send it to you. And um, I've got a free ebook that you can look at of of these powerful uh, you know strategies for happiness. Awesome stuff. Okay, so go check it out. But yeah, this this blog post, this podcast will be on there on the blog. I'll make it into a blog post as well. So, but now in the next few segments, I'm going to talk about this um, this some science behind aging that is amazing, right? This is this is all about telomeres. So, just to give you a quick little intro to this, 
Um, the person who wrote this book, Elizabeth Blackburn, well, one of the people, right? One of the people who wrote this book, um, her name was Elizabeth Blackburn. Um, and she, she wrote it together with, uh, Alyssa Eppel, who I actually met up in Montreal, uh, back in July last year. And actually she's on this podcast. If you go back far enough, <laughs> I talked about telomeres as well. Um, and the Elizabeth Blackburn, I didn't, I did not interview her, but she, is an amazing author um, who wrote, did this incredible research on telomerase or telomerase. I don't know how, how, depending on who you're talking to, you know, different people say it different ways, but I I just call it telomerase, um, which is this, uh, this discovery she made on um, what strengthens telomeres, which are the, the things at the end of our chromosomes. Okay. So in the next couple segments, I'm going to talk about what discoveries they made uh, that directly link to our lifespan. Okay, so we're going to start talking here a little bit about this. Um, I'm going to very briefly uh, go over what um, Elizabeth Blackburn has called, this Nobel Prize winner has called the Telomere Manifesto. And I will, I will, I'm going to, in more depth, go into a lot more of these uh, these things that you can do to improve your telomeres. And I've talked a little bit about telomeres on this podcast, but I'm going to talk more about that in the future, in future episodes. Uh, but today I just wanted to add a couple of little things here to this how to live to your 99, right? Um, it's definitely about telomeres. Telomeres are a huge part of this, right? Telomeres are the things at the end of your chromosomes that allow your chromosomes to uh, send the right messages to your cells to reproduce or to divide correctly. If as soon as your cells stop, stop dividing correctly and in bad ways, that's when those diseases start happening. So we all have this thing called lifespan or or lifespan is divided into two different spans, right? That at least this is what Elizabeth Blackburn says in her book is that one of the first part is health span and the second part is disease span. We all kind of go into the disease span at some point um, because of age or whatever, but uh, but we we don't have to go into it as early as a lot of people. A lot of people start to age way too early. So, and the reason why, the reason why, and she talks about this in the first chapter that's called A Tale of Two Telomeres, um, is somebody, she talks about two people, they're the exact same age, but they look totally different and they feel totally different um, because of their telomeres. And so... Here's a few things that she says in her Telomere Manifesto uh, that kind of sums up this book uh, in many ways, but that uh, can really help to uh, improve the health of your chromosomes through your telomeres. There are direct connections, direct correlations between these types of behaviors and telomere health, which telomere health, they have shown. She showed this, and this is why she won a Nobel Prize, that telomere health is directly correlated with your lifespan, how long you will actually live in your life. So the longer and the more the more healthier telomeres are, the longer you will live. So um, at least the, 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 the longer you will live without going into that disease span. Okay, so let's get started. All right, so this first one she says is called Mind Your Telomeres. (laughs) Uh, So I'm just going to kind of uh, read through these because they are so interesting and um, 
in to keep this uh, kind of we don't have a ton of time left here but uh, so evaluate sources of persistent intense stress so what can you change to decrease this persistent intense stress persistent intense stress can really mess with your telomere health uh, so make sure you look at that. What is it that in your life? And there's, there's going to be quite a bit of overlap, right? If, between these blue zones and the, and then the research behind telomeres. So that's definitely one of them, right? What was the, the downshift, right? Slowing down, like Dan Buettner said. Uh, the next thing, transform a threat to a challenge appraisal. Okay. Uh, so I'm not going to go into depth about that one, but we will talk about that later um, when I come back to this book in a future episode. Become a more self-compassionate and compassionate to others. So become more self-compassionate. So have self-compassion. Practice that self-compassion for yourself and be more compassionate to others. All these things, guys, you remember, all these things are directly correlated to telomere health. This is a person's research uh, who's, who's, who's saying this, okay? Uh, take up a restorative activity, okay? Um, so that's, you know, whether that's like hydration or uh, napping or meditation. And actually, the next thing she talks about is practice thought awareness and mindful attention. Awareness opens doors to well-being. So mindfulness, guys. I've talked about mindfulness quite a bit on this podcast, but try it. Try it. If you haven't tried it already, um, you know, go check out my course. I have a I, I have a, a portion of my course where we, we actually go through and do uh, guided meditations together. Um, check that out on morehappylife.co. Okay, so the next section she calls maintain your telomeres. So the first thing she says is be active. Okay, so once again, another overlap from the blue zones. Being active, right? Naturally move. Um, get out there, do things. Uh, walk, walk, you know, walk further. Park further away in the parking lot when you're going to shop. Uh, do things that will help you to just naturally move in your body. The next thing, develop a sleep ritual for more restorative and longer sleep. We haven't talked about sleep. I am reading, I'm in the midst of reading a book right now called The Sleep Revolution. I'm excited to talk about that in a future episode because that is a huge thing with regards to happiness. Eat mindfully and reduce overeating and write out cravings. So if you have a craving, I actually did a uh, sugar, dairy, wheat, um, fast. That's basically like, what do you eat? Water. Um, a while back. And I was kind of literally had dreams about swimming in like cereal. <laughs> and it was so hard for me to do that uh, kind of diet, but it really helped to kind of cleanse things out. And something that I learned from that is that every single, at the end of every single meal, I always craved something sweet. Always. I always wanted something, right? I would have a meal and then I would, you know, well, at least at the end of lunch and dinner, I would always crave something sweet. I was, I would want like a little snack or some thing or a little scoop of ice cream or whatever. But I found that if I could just sit there or distract myself, whatever it was like going and getting on Facebook or doing something else, um, you know, I don't know if that's the best distraction, but whatever it is, right? Some sort of healthy distraction that can help you not think about that craving. For in for me, it was usually about five to ten minutes. If I could just distract myself for about five to ten minutes, it would go away. 
and then I'd forget about it, and I wouldn't, you know, want to go eat something sweet. Next thing, choose telomere healthy foods, whole foods, omega-3s, and she says, skip the bacon. So, yep, no more bacon maple donuts for you guys. <laughs> this next section she calls connect your telomeres, and this is all part of her, what she calls telomere manifesto. And I say her, I should say there, because these are co-researchers, Elizabeth Blackburn and Alyssa Eppel. Um, amazing Nobel Prize winning research, guys, about telomeres. So connect your telomeres, make room for connection, disconnect from screens for part of the day. That's a big part of this. Cultivate a few good, close relationships Provide children quality attention and the right amount of good stress. Cultivate your neighborhood social capital. Help strangers. Seek grain. Spend time in nature. And mindful attention to other people allows connections to bloom. Attention is your gift to give. So those are the things within connect your telomere. So staying connected, right? There's a huge amount of overlap between the, the blue zones and the telomere effect. So this is powerful stuff, guys. Do you want to live longer? Like, do you want to have a longer, more meaningful life? This is how you do it. This is it. Like, this is the science shows it. Nobel, prize have been won. Nobel Prizes have been won. My grandma is proof of it, right? She's 99. Like, if you want to have an amazing and long life, do this stuff. Do it, right? Uh, it's not that hard. Just make it a part of your life. Um, I love that there's both, you know, the the testimonies of people who are right now over 100 years old or close to it, like my grandma, and as well as this telomere research is stuff that's like real time. It's right now. I mean, they can test DNA. You know, it doesn't take long to do it. They can test anybody's DNA like within days uh, and find these telomere uh, signals. So, I mean, this is like amazing science, guys. Super powerful stuff. So, okay, the last thing I want to talk about is create telomere. She is is a part of her uh, manifesto is create telomere health in your community and the world. So she says these five things. Improve prenatal care. She's huge about this. Uh, Protect children from violence and other traumas that damage telomeres. So trauma can really be a part of that. Um, Reduce inequality. And in this book, she does talk about how you can actually um, recover from trauma as well and and reverse that. Uh, Reduce inequality. Clean up local and global toxins. Improve food policies so that everyone has access to fresh, healthy, affordable foods. So... These are the five things she talks about in helping our uh, create a telomere health in the community and in the world. And, you know, um, maybe that could be a part of your purpose, you know, whatever it is like that's so all of these things are really, really powerful for helping uh, to make your life last longer, but not just have a long life <laughs> like you got you got to have a purpose, right? Um, make the world a better place, give back. Um, Angela Duckworth's research talks about this in her book called Grit. I mean, she talks about, you know, having both passion and perseverance. And in passion, it's both being interested and also having a purpose. And purpose is always connected with helping other people. So find your interests, find yourself, 
love yourself. And then once you find yourself and, and come to really love yourself and know yourself, then use that love and that knowledge of yourself to then give back and help and serve and love other people as well. So that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It's exciting. It's really exciting, uh, this stuff that we have, this amazing information that we have that can help us to live longer lives. Um, happy birthday to my grandma. <laughs> and uh, today is May 23rd. When, whenever you're listening to this, um, you know, you can, it, it may be a different date for you, but, you know, May 23rd, 2018, my grandma turned 99. So, uh, really exciting stuff. I love my grandma and I love you guys. And I hope that you have a really, really long and wonderful and fulfilling life that is full of happiness and health and your Moai, your tribes, your, these people that you love and that you're connected to. That is what life is all about. So thanks for listening guys. And as always, if you haven't uh, checked out the new website, it is up, it is live, it is awesome, morehappylife.co, morehappylife.co. So check it out. You can get free stuff over there, free morning routines, free uh, ebook about uh, happiness and the, and the science of, of happiness. Um, really cool thing that I, I put together based on the PERMA theory. Um, and this podcast is over there, more blog posts over there. Um, it's just a cool place to be. If you want to be happier, if you want to share happiness with other people, become a happiness activist, just like me, help me out, let other people know about it, make other people's lives happier as well and live a longer life. So have a good day, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you are just as happy as you can be. And if, if, uh, if you're listening to this, my goal is that you can have an even more happy life. Take care. I really hope this episode helped you to have a more happy life today. If you enjoy this episode, share it and let me know by tapping the stars in the reviews. You can also find me on Instagram at morehappylife or by going to morehappylife.co. Thanks for listening and see you soon.